Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Welcome to the Sharkpreneur Podcast with Kevin Harrington and Seth Green. Kevin Harrington is the inventor of the infomercial, one of the original sharks from the hit TV show Shark Tank, and has generated over $5 billion in TV and digital direct response sales. Seth Green is the world's first trusted authority on cutting-edge direct response marketing, a best-selling author, and the only three-time Marketer of the Year nominee. On the podcast, Kevin and Seth interview Sharkpreneurs, who share straight talk on what it takes to explode your business. Why do so many businesses struggle while others seem to explode overnight? Do you wish you had the secret to this type of exponential growth? I've scaled more than 20 businesses to over $100 million, and it's not just luck. In my new book with Mark Tim, Mentor to Millions, you'll learn the repeatable framework I use in all my business ventures for massive success. Order at KevinMentor.com and get over $1,000 in bonuses. Head to KevinMentor.com. Welcome to the podcast. This is your host, Seth Green. Today, I've got the good fortune to be joined by Robin Johnson from MarketplaceBlueprint.com consulting services to increase your profits on Amazon. Robin, thanks so much for joining us. Thank you so much for having me. I love getting to share all my Amazon craziness with other people. So Awesome. We would love to hear about Amazon craziness, but first let's go back in time a little bit. How did you get started? So I actually was in the least uh, capitalistic uh, occupation out there. I was a youth minister and uh, they say, when you work for the church, the benefits are out of this world because the pay is not. (laughs) And uh, my son got sick and there was a moment I was sitting in the doctor's office and my thought was, how do I keep this kid alive and not lose the house? And we just felt like we were always going to be scared. So I took a hundred dollars out of our emergency fund. I can still remember the five twenties in my hand. It felt like a million dollars. We started like buying things at garage sales and then selling on Craigslist. Then we tried eBay and we started moving into selling things on Amazon. We built that into a million dollar business uh, in about three years. And that was about 12 years ago. Uh, And so we started then coaching high volume Amazon sellers. And about six years ago, we realized that Amazon was such a big pain point for brands uh, that they really just needed somebody to help them navigate the crazy Alice in Wonderland landscape that Amazon is. And so we started our agency marketplace blueprint. uh, And we work with, you know, shark tank size companies for the most part, but some as large as publicly traded companies. Okay, so I am sure that I'm hoping the longer version of that story is in a book somewhere. And if it's not, it should be. So let's unpack some of that. So first of all, you took $100. 
Yes. And you started buying physical products in one place, selling them in another place, eventually graduated to doing that online. But you took it from $100 to a million in three years. That's an incredible accomplishment just by itself. Congratulations. Thank you. <laughs> so how did, I'm sure there's, uh, obviously we could spend hours and hours unpacking how you did it, but just give us some highlights of some of the things you learned in that first three years that allowed you to go from $100 to a million. So, you know, the first was looking, we were really focusing on profitability. And at, so if I, especially if I could go back and do it again, I'd focus more on profitability and growing top line revenue. We were profitable the first, you know, from the first year, actually from the first month we were profitable. Um, but we, I didn't, st I started out with things. I, I remember uh, I had done like a bunch of network marketing and things with friends. And so I had a friend that I was telling her about this exciting idea, how I was buying things and selling. And she's like, I just can't believe you've completely sold out what are you, somebody who peddles junk on the internet? Wow. And I was like, okay. And yes, I was somebody who was peddling junk on the internet, but now I am not. Now I'm somebody respected in my field. I have a dream, a, 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 a career I never would have imagined. So don't be afraid to start at stuff that nobody else will do because that's where the highest margins are. In the beginning, there was a lot of elbow grease, a lot of hard work. Uh, and you know, now we can, we can hire people to do some of that gritty stuff. Um, and, but that really was what gave us an advantage is we were willing to do things that other people weren't willing to do until we had the capital to be able to do the things that were sexier and fun to do. Absolutely. Can you give us an example of what you were willing to do that other people wouldn't do or weren't doing well at that point? So, you know, and this is if somebody's kind of in that $100 range. So if we, you know, we started at, uh, you know, buying things at garage sales, I would, and I was still working, my husband was working. So I would get up at six in the morning on Fridays and Saturdays and Sundays, and I would take my six month old and my two and a half year old or three year old, however old he was, and we would go his first step, I sent, my son's first sight word was garage, because he would help me find the signs. Uh, and so, you know, we would buy them and then we'd clean up the gross, like, uh, high chairs and pack and plays, and then we make them pretty and clean and market them. And then as we got bigger, we did thing, a thing called retail arbitrage, where we, we would go into stores like Costco and Big Lots and Nike and all of those places. And we would find things that were on clearance that we could flip for a profit on Amazon, which meant a lot of long days, a lot of, you know, sitting on the floor in Walmart trying to scan products to find the right product. Uh, and so it wasn't glamorous and it wasn't fun, um, but it gave me a life I never would have had otherwise. That's absolutely fantastic. And again, I'm hoping there's a book where we can read more details on that. At what point um, did you, what, at what point did you quit the job as a youth minister? Uh, I was about, so it was like less than six months. That's which awesome. Is, yeah, which is a big thing for me because I'm not a big risk taker. I, I am, I've got become more of a risk taker, but especially then I was not a risk taker. Um, but it was, it, it, it was really fun to tell my boss I just couldn't afford to work there anymore. Yes, because you were making more on Amazon than you were making as a youth minister, which probably wasn't that giant of a hurdle, but yeah. it's still significant enough to fund your lifestyle. Yes. It's kind of like playing that cash flow game. Uh, you know, like if you know the, if you have the lower income, it does make it easier to leave your full-time job. Out of the rat race. Yep. Yeah. So it's harder to get traction in the beginning, but it's easier to leave your full-time gig sooner. Absolutely. So at what point, so you hit the million dollar mark, at what point did you start working with other Amazon sellers? So, you know, I was, you know, in a community and somebody was like, hey, can you, you know, you, they had a, a coaching program. So they brought me on as a coach. And then about a year or two later, I started my own coaching. Uh, and so we worked with a lot of, you know, mostly 
six, seven, uh, and some eight-figure sellers working on profitability. Uh, a lot of people in the Amazon space became kind of accidental entrepreneurs like I did. And so, you know, we had to look at like really kind of helping them make sure that they understood some of the things like making sure that their cash flow and their profit and loss and understanding margins and scaling and staffing and, you know, training up those folks. Uh, and so we really loved doing that as well. That is awesome. And when so you had to figure before you can coach on it obviously you had to do it you had to how did you figure out as someone who was a youth minister with no you know e-commerce experience how did you learn how to run a quote-unquote real business so i mean on it if somebody's thinking of just starting an e-commerce business i would play on ebay first play on eBay and Etsy, get a little bit of, because Amazon's a little less forgiving about like making mistakes and understanding there's a lot of policies, there's a lot of learning curve. So, you know, we kind of wet our, we got our feet wet on in the eBay platform. Uh, we were doing, you know, 30, $40,000 a month at, in eBay. Uh, and so we were then, we, we, we'd already been starting Amazon, but by then we understood a lot more. Um, and so, uh, and then a lot of it was just trial and error. Um, I did a lot of reading, a lot of research. I was on a lot of forums. I made time to go to conferences, you know. Um, so it, it, it was all of those things. And, you know, some of it was, you know, I was at a conference, I was at a, a trade show and there was a lady giving a presentation and she was amazing. And so she sat down and she was talking to her friend and I was like, I don't want to be a creeper. And I swear, I'm not going to, I was like, but if you had time for a cup of coffee and she's like, actually, you know, I, you know, I, I, you can't, like, I can't go to dinner with you unless you come to this event. And then that introduced me to a whole group of people. And we had a great dinner. And um, from there, I met a lot of people that really gave me a lot of information that I would never would have gotten otherwise. So it was really, you know, I uh, think Sharon Lecter says, you know, that, that, you know, your, your, your network really has an influence on your overall uh, assets and, and um, yes, your network and way, is your net worth. Yeah. Yeah. And so it, it really, th those things really did uh, be true to me and, and it worked true for me and uh, really did help me continue to grow. That is absolutely fantastic. At what point did you decide to quit sitting on the Walmart floor and start sourcing elsewhere? So, you know, we first, you know, as soon as we could, we started going to trade shows and it took a while to kind of ramp up. And that's the other thing is if you're scaling and you, you're not doing something you don't love and you're looking to kind of grow your business, growing cold turkey is usually really hard on your business. So what we did is, we, you know, as we were ramping up one, we kind of would let the other one just stabilize and just kind of live out its life cycle. So we didn't kill it. We just kind of kept it going with minimal resources once we got the other one going. So we started um, working, buying wholesale, and that's where we started really working with brands. We learned how to do Amazon advertising, how to really, uh, you know, we were one of the, the early people talking about listing optimization on Amazon, uh, talking about the algorithm uh, and how that works and training others on how to do that as well. What are some of the biggest mistakes you see Amazon sellers making right now? So Amazon, especially Amazon native brands, especially uh, profitability and then chasing trends. So uh, there's a lot of tools there that will tell you like this is the best product to launch. But the problem is, is there's 20,000 people all on those same tools, all looking for the same criteria. So by the time you get your item from China uh, and you start to launch, now there's a lot more competition in that niche where there wasn't before. So, you know, if you can start with a product that you really feel will make a difference and bring value to the market versus bringing another garlic stick uh, press with a sticker on it. 
you know, do something that really will provide something and, or solves a problem and build an audience around that makes it a lot easier to launch. You know, um, one of the reasons why we really love working with non-Amazon brands is because they have that initial uh, work done where they've started, they've made, they've done research, their products are bringing value to the market. It's not just another copy of another commodity. What is your favorite product that you've ever sold? Oh, you know, it's hard to sell, you know, like early on, like when, like when we had nothing, when, you know, when 20, when $100 was a million dollars, I bought in a book on essential oils, a textbook, and I sold it for 125. And it was early on enough in my thing that I was like, I'm going to be a millionaire. And it was, you know, so, and then there've been, you know, there was a time where we were selling a ton of lawn flamingos. And so we were having Home Depot drop off shipments of giant lawn flamingos and we were prepping them on Amazon and sending them in. So, I mean, we've literally sold everything in pretty much every category from sexual wellness to toys, to clothing. Um, so it, and, and a lot of the, uh, I love getting to work is this agency now because we're getting to work with these amazing brands. Uh, and so I'm getting to kind of, be a part of their story. And uh, we've got some products that in our portfolio that we love, and it's just like an honor to be able to represent them. Who is an ideal client for the agency now? So we're looking for somebody that already has, if you, if you already have brick and mortar, um, so you've already been, you've already have some brick and mortar means that you already kind of, you've done your safety testing, you have product in hand, all of those things. Or even if you're not in brick and mortar, um, if you've been selling on your own website successfully, like over, you know, maybe 10 or $20,000 a month, uh, or if you've been Amazon native brand and you've been doing over, you know, 20 or $30,000 a month, um, then those are the kind of our ideal clients. We start with some companies that are pre-revenue and that's not a problem. Uh, and larger companies uh, are a lot of fun as well. So we've worked with, you know, companies that, you know, have, you know, like across all channels, do forty million dollars a year in sales, uh, and so it, it's uh, each one of those bring their own challenges. We really limit the number of clients that we have because we like to keep the service at a higher level. And um, there's just not a lot of Amazon talent out there right now. There's a lot of talented people, but compared to the need, there's a shortage. And so um, we we try to make sure that to, for quality control that we really limit the the clients that we have. That makes a lot of sense. With all the success you've achieved, what is your biggest challenge now? Um, you know, so I'm in a weird spot. So we're we still have growth goals, and we're still focusing on, right now. We're but we're we're in a we're in a purposeful plateau, is what we call them. And it, my my son's just going into high school, and so I can hear the clock ticking of when he will no longer want to hang out with me. And so we've dialed back a lot of the aggressive growth. With our clients, we still have aggressive growth for there. You know, so we, so we work with them to set their goals. Um, but as far as growing the agency, um, we're, what we're really focusing now is making sure that we've got processes, that we've got redundancy. Uh, we don't want our agency to be a place where people wither on the vine. We want all of our employees to be able to take vacations off and to be able to have healthy work-life balance as much as that's ever possible. Uh, and so that's really what we're working on. We wanna make sure that everybody on our team feels like they won the lottery working for us. And so those, our goals are primarily centered around profitability and making our place an ideal, like working on culture right now and um, building up talent so that once we're ready for the next push, that we're ready. And that, so right now our clients are kind of getting the benefit of all of that investment in our clients.
in our team. Absolutely. How are those clients finding you? So I write regularly for Search Engine Journal. Um, I speak at conferences and um, I do webinars and podcasts and things along these lines. Uh, and a, But honestly, most of it comes from referrals. So I actually haven't spent... I spent $75 advertising our agency in the history of our agency. Wow. Uh, that's it. Now I've spent time working on articles and, you know, I've spent like, you know, time doing things like this, but really for the most part, um, people know that we're experts. We know that they'll take care of the people that they care about. And so we get primarily referrals and the steady enough referrals uh, that we're able to, you know, turn away clients that we think we can't do an amazing job for, you know, maybe we know somebody else that would be better aligned with your goals. Um, and, you know, where we can make sure that, you know, our, our team always has consistent work and they don't have to worry about that. Well, that is awesome. That speaks volumes to the quality of the work that you're doing. Congratulations on that. Um, your passion is obvious. What do you like best about what you're doing? I love, you know, so I, I, what I love is that, you know, what I do now is my favorite parts of Amazon. It's like figuring out the marketing and looking at the psychographics and like, oh, I know how to push this button on Amazon that makes it work. You know, it's like, you know, it's, I get to be kind of like a magic wizard, you know, uh, and I get to fix things that would be, you know, we've had brands that are like, I, we can't get this listing changed. We've been working on for six months. We've had four agencies and we can come in and we can get it fixed really quick. Uh, and so I love that. And I also love that what I do not only contributes to my team and makes a difference in their families, but also that what I do helps that other you know, companies grow and, and help them hire other people. So I know that my life is impacting a lot of other people and I'm doing it without compromising my moral values of, and, and we're really, you can't, it's hard to be really successful on Amazon for over a decade and not be customer obsessed because that's one of their primary values. And so we're able to be customer obsessed. Uh, and I love that. Um, doesn't mean we don't make mistakes and doesn't mean we don't, you know, mess things up sometimes and have to correct and apologize because um, everybody does. And if they tell you they're not, then they're lying or they're covering something up. You know, everybody makes mistakes. There's every client, not every client is going to rave about us, but most of them do. And I love love getting that feedback. I love uh, being a part of, you know, especially some of the, our, our, we have several companies that were on Shark Tank and um, getting to be part of their journey uh, and, you know, helping them grow their brand, uh, you know, because a lot of them are the ones that either didn't get a deal or the deal fell through or they chose not to take a deal. Uh, and so it's been, it's been really fun to help them fulfill on their entrepreneurial goals as well. That is awesome. What a great, great story. If you could go back in time and give that girl about to take $100 out any advice, what would you tell her? I know you want to take over the world and you will. You will. <laughs> Just give it a minute. Remember Cinderella. The fairy comes down and she says, even miracles take a little time, dearie. So be patient. Focus on profitability. Don't get caught up in being the cool kid at the conference table with the biggest top line revenue. Focus on profitability and cash flow and investing in your people and keep reading those books. That is awesome advice. Great interview. We greatly appreciate your time. For our folks watching or listening, where is the best place for them to go to learn more about you? If you go to marketplaceblueprint.com. And if you go to marketplaceblueprint.com forward slash show, there I have a link to like a Facebook group where you can ask me Amazon questions, where to follow me on Twitter. Uh, and like I have a 20 page listing guide of like how to optimize your listing on Amazon. And in there, there's like a, a way to, to get me to like take a like five minutes, 10 minutes and review one of your listings and give you feedback for free.
That is awesome. This has been Seth Green with Robin Johnson from marketplaceblueprint.com forward slash show. Robin, thanks again for joining us. Thank you so much for having me. Thanks everybody for watching or listening. We will talk to you or see you next time. Do you need money to fund your idea, product, or service? Are you ready to take your business to the next level but need capital to get it done? Kevin Harrington has heard more than 50,000 pitches and knows how to help you make the perfect pitch to get the funding for your entrepreneurial dream. He's distilled the process down in his perfect pitch cheat sheet, and it's yours for free. Just text PITCH to him right now at 727-888-2100. Text PITCH to 727-888-2100 right now and claim your free perfect pitch cheat sheet. Text PITCH to 727-888-2100 to start funding your dream today. This show has been produced by Market Domination, LLC. To discover how you can have your own show completely done for you and turn it into a real published book and become the authority in your marketplace, go to www.marketdominationllc.com slash podcast offer. This podcast is a part of the C-Suite Radio Network. For more top business podcasts, visit c-suiteradio.com. <laughs>